0: my name is Kevin Gunter, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the Connections Podcast, episode one of season two. I uh, got to episode 37, and I was like, you know what? I should probably just start splitting these up to seasons because, I, it, well, first of all, it's just something you do. It's something that other people do, so why not? And then, uh, also, I think it's, it's just going to be kind of cool to to see how the uh, podcast kind of molds and changes as we go through all these different seasons um i have a bunch of different ideas of of people i really want to chat with on here and just the different topics that i really want to chat with some are just kind of light and airy and some other ones are just deep and and uh could could potentially get into some some pretty uh some pretty deep stuff so um Anyway, thank you so much for for all of you listening, Um, whether this is your first time tuning in or you are a longtime listener who can remember uh, the first few episodes. uh, I I love just uh, being able to share thoughts and ideas with with whoever will listen. So thank you for being great. Um, So. Uh, this episode I really want to talk about uh, a few different things that I've I've heard over the last couple of months uh, mainly related to my job and how I think uh, a, a lot of these different topics are really important today to to people uh, people growing up um, especially younger people as they grow up and kind of learn what they want to do with their lives and and all that fun stuff how important it is uh, for for well, these things. So <laughs> to dive right into it, uh I know I've talked about it before, but uh, I work for a sports company and, and my job is to go out and um teach all of these different coaches and parents and athletes how to use all of the different software that we have here at Huddle. Um and so I my job's awesome. Um when you when you really dive into it, um I get to talk to awesome and passionate people. Uh about something that they are passionate about, and I get to travel the country doing it. And so, uh, a lot of times when I'm really stressed out on a plane or something, I kind of take I have to take a step back and just be like, "Wow, you know, just kind of count my blessings with that." But. Uh, usually I, I work with full schools, uh, and, and kind of teach every single sport and work with every sport that's out there. But recently I've been working with just volleyball teams, specifically club volleyball. Um, so these are usually, uh, these clubs are usually dealing with the ages of like 11 up towards, you know, through their senior year, um, and helping them get recruited to different colleges and whatnot. And not so long ago, I was at a club, uh, out on the Eastern side of the United States and, while it was out there before I went on and spoke to these three to 400 people in the room, uh, the president of the club stepped up and he grabbed the mic and, and he was just giving them a chat about, you know, the basics of the, of the club, like don't leave your water bottle laying around and make sure you're on time and all that other fun stuff. Um, but then he kind of paused and then he spoke up and he said, I want to talk to you about not retiring your kids early and, I was like, what, <laughs> you know, I had no idea what he was talking about or where he was going with this. But, um, what it ended up turning into is he went off to say that, um, uh, most, uh, most student athletes today will stop or drop out of their sport by the age of like 14, sometimes a little bit earlier. Uh, and they'll just start, um, doing another outlet. Of some sort, the majority of them turn to video games, um, and they start playing online with with friends and different people, and um, and that's really all they want to do. That's what they get consumed with, and and so they no longer have any interest in sports or really any extracurricular activity at uh, school, whether that be choir, theater, speech and debate, um, could be any of those. They just kind of drop um, them off, and. Uh, he, he went on to say the reason, um, that a lot of, uh, I should probably try to find some of these, these sources, but he claimed a a few studies, um, through some of these programs had discovered that the reason why that happens is because when you take a player, uh, and they are being coached, yelled at, not reinforced, not affirmed, um, they turn to video games because they're able to play video games, fail, uh, and then basically restart and, and start up again uh, without any uh, anybody yelling at them in their face or anybody calling them out on their failure or uh, anybody just getting down on them. That all goes out the window. Um, the fear of failure basically is, is destroyed and kicked out the window. And so a lot of people just turn to video games and, and other things like that because they don't have to worry about getting yelled at or being told they're not good enough uh, or anything like that. And so he really pointed towards one of the biggest ways that you can keep your student athlete from retiring by the age of 14 uh, is <laughs> it was kind of cool. But he, he said that the one thing that you could do is just talk to uh, your student after a game and the car ride home, usually um, not talking to them necessarily about the mistakes they made or where they could have made a better decision within that actual play or within that game, but actually just talking to them about how proud you are of them, um, telling them how much you enjoyed watching them play and just reinforcing that um you are proud of them for not so much you know not making a touchdown not making the game winning shot not anything like that but just proud of them for going out there uh and giving it their all and um just being active and being part of a team is really what uh, you should be reinforcing right we should be reinforcing those ideals of like being social and and being uh, together as a team is is huge and that's good and just to kind of chime in here real quick. um, I love video games. I love Fortnite. I love Minecraft and I love playing um, with people and building worlds together on Minecraft and whatnot. And that's definitely teamwork as well. Right. So th- that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm not dissing games or the online gaming platforms or anything like that. Uh, there's definitely teamwork there. And there's definitely um, the ability to feel, you know, wanted and desired and um, respected and admired uh, on that um on that platform. But I think what what this President was just trying to get at was this uh, overall idea that um, words of affirmation are a big deal. And uh, just reinforcing how proud you are of them for being who they are in general is big. I know one of the biggest things that caught wind here in Nebraska was when Scott Frost came to um came to Nebraska, uh came back to Nebraska to be the head coach of the football team here. And one of the biggest things that he mentioned was that um, you know, when a kid on the field drops a ball, he doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to be screamed at for dropping the ball. He needs to be taught how to catch the ball better next time <laughs> so that he can grow and become a better player. And so he was kind of preaching this idea of, you know, no fear of failure. You can't be afraid Um, to get, you know, make a mistake so that you get chewed out, you know, otherwise you're just not going to really play all the way out. And then once you actually do, and you make the mistake, then it's going to be a problem in the middle of the game. Uh, that was a big thing. I remember, you know, choir boy here, (laughs) and I relate to this too. I remember I remember to this day, the day my high school choir director told me, you know, if you're going to sing a wrong note, just sing it out loud, like sing it out, sing with pride and and sing with confidence. Because if you make a mistake, cool, then I can hear it and we can fix it and we can move on and make a stronger team altogether. Um, So there's a lot of different aspects here that I could take this that we could talk about. And I'm going to try to touch on each of them a little bit uh, and kind of give my general consensus over it. I think the first thing I said uh, was this idea of words of affirmation, right? So uh, if any of you have done the five love languages out there, uh, one of my top ones is affirmation, words of affirmation. It's a big deal for me being able to know that I am, um, you know, whether it be in my job, I I like to know that I'm doing a good job and that I'm um, you know, succeeding in in the roles that I'm expected to succeed in. Um, Or if it be in relationships, I like to know that I am. Um, wanted around and, and all that fun stuff. And um, I've had a few people tell me before that that's bad, that you shouldn't need those words of affirmation, that you should be able to go on through life without having to worry about someone telling you all the time that you're doing a good job, like you should just know that yourself. Uh, and I would agree to a point that confidence, that self-confidence is a big deal that you should be able to um, look at yourself and know your worth. Um and respect that and hold yourself and others to that. But I think uh, on the other flip coin of that, it's not wrong for you to want to know um, your worth to others. Um, it's not wrong for you to want to know uh, that other people enjoy your presence. Um, but I think it's wrong for you to base the value that you bring to the world completely off of that. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't think that you deserve love just because other people make you feel like you deserve love. you should you should think you deserve love because you just deserve love and that's just a basic fact. <laughs> um, and that's hard to say. but um, that being said, uh, when talking about, you know, uh, a student athlete getting in a car and their parents talking to them. Those parents should really be um, just affirming this idea that they're proud of their kid, right? You know, I'm proud of you um, for being who you are and going out there and 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 doing what you do. And this is anything from sports to choir to uh, theater to speech and debate. I can't tell you the number of times that I. D- you know, had my parents come to a choir concert and how, man, a couple times, I remember one time I had a show choir concert, I was probably in the third grade or something, but this is how big of a deal. I still remember this. That's why it was, This shows just how big of a deal it was. I was in the third grade and we were, um, uh, doing like a show. choir. Okay. Couldn't have been third grade had to be seventh grade, but <laughs> seventh grade doing a show choir concert. And I remember I like missed a step really bad. And then I like bombed my, my, solo that I had that year. And I remember, um, getting in the car, sitting down, um, super bummed and my mom and dad just saying like, you know, Kevin, you did great tonight. Um, do you want to go and get some Dairy Queen? And and just like those words alone, like it wasn't like I was going to quit show choir the next day. I do remember having a few moments where I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do choir anymore. Um, but for sure that instantly just lit lit a little bit of a fire inside of me. And it wasn't because I was like, oh, you know, it wasn't even falsehood. Like, I even think then I was like, oh, God, I know I screwed up. Right. But it was just that sense of like, "Okay, like I know my parents are proud of me. Um, And so there's more to this. There's more to what I'm doing that I may not understand at this moment in time. Right. But there's something about what I'm doing that is good. Um, The people that I respect, you know, my parents see that that's a good thing. I like that. Awesome, And so I think, first of all, being able to just spread that a little bit more, that basic idea of like, look, You may personally think that you are terrible (laughs) and that you're doing awful. Um, From my perspective, I'm just proud of you for surviving, right? Tis the season for New Year's resolutions and people saying, you know, I'm going to lose all this weight. I'm going to um, start reading the Bible more. I'm just going to start reading more in general. I'm going to start being a better person. I'm going to get up out of bed earlier. I'm going to spend more time at work, you know, whatever. The list goes on and on and on. I think New Year's resolutions are kind of weird um, because, you know, I guess from some point of view, we should always be trying to better ourselves, but uh, regardless. One of the best things that I love hearing people say and see people posting on stories, and I saw a lot of it this year, which was awesome, is people just reminding others, like, "Look, you survived the year. <laughs> you know, you survived the past year. Congratulations. I'm proud of you for being where you are at this moment in time." And I think sometimes people think that's just petty, right? They're just like, "Oh, well, you're just like," well, the the famous word is snowflake, right? You're just a snowflake who needs that reinforcement, and I, well, no. <laughs> Um, I think that gets misconstrued because people are much, much more hard on themselves uh, within their own minds that you, you know, you and I and and everybody just walking around the world will never know. Right. Like I'll never know how a person I don't really talk to often at work is dealing with uh, in their mind. You know, they could just be going through a personal hell in their mind about all of these different things that they think they need to better themselves on. And a simple comment for me saying, look, uh, you know, Hey, you, you did great last year. Um, proud of you and who you are and all you do. And uh, something as simple as that can really just change um, their mind and their own thinking about themselves and help them kind of jumpstart into whatever new resolutions they may have. Um, because I think it just adds a little bit of security there. That idea, not, not, I guess you could call it like comfortability, but it's more of just like a, these are the years of my life that I want to become better in. Um, But if I don't absolutely succeed at them, I know that I'm still cared about, that people still see the little bit of success that I personally see. Um, Some other people can see that, too. And that's awesome. That makes me feel good. Uh, So I think that's that's number one of what I'm trying to get across here is just that idea of affirmation that we can give one another um, to help build, I guess, self-esteem and the uh, security in us to kind of help us grow and be better. Um, and then I think the second part of that is this ties into an episode we had a while back. Um, and I think it was titled don't quit or something like that, but, uh, this idea that you shouldn't, um, decide to quit something when you're in a bad place, when you made the decision to start something in a good place. Um, this, this has been something that I really thought about for a long time. Uh, the idea there being that, well, this is kind of weird, so this is the whole story, and I apologize for the tangent that we're about to go on uh but um so recently, I have decided to um step away from continuing my journey with uh, seminary, and there's a whole lot that goes into that um I, I always say the first, the first thing that comes to mind that I, that I tell people why is seven, you know, is time. Um, and then I'm really busy and and I am really busy, but I hate when people say they're really busy and use that as the answer. As to why they're not doing anything anymore, because everybody's pretty busy at some, you know, in some way, shape or form, but I'm super busy. And and I also just decided it wasn't right for me at this time uh, to continue that. And there was a lot of conversations that I had about that. Um, most of them between me and, and God, um, about that decision. But um, I think we get so caught up in this idea that quitting is just like the worst thing you could possibly do. Um, You know, and I think the the president of this volleyball club did a really good job in describing the differences between your, you know, a student just saying, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And a student being like, I know that I'm no longer gaining growth from this experience goodbye. And I think, I think parents have like a big deal. Um, I I think they have a big thing, a big piece of that, of, of kind of helping students clarify in one way, shape and form what that even means. Right. Like (laughs) I remember I was in band what was it? Uh, yeah, I was in band and I wanted to quit in like fifth grade, like a year after I started. And my mom and dad kinda, you know, they were like, okay. And then they kinda asked me, you know, why do you want to quit? What's what's behind that? And I just said, like, I just don't want to I just don't wanna do it anymore. And um and <laughs> My parents were like, well, why don't you just finish out this semester and, and see where you, you end up? And I ended up saying like, oh, no, I like, I like it enough. I'm going to stay with it. I was excited for marching band and the next thing coming up. And um, I didn't really r- realize or, or grasp what I was doing there. But what it ended up being was like I saw opportunity for growth. And so then that made me want to stay and stick with it. Uh, fast forward to my senior year when I was doing um, – one act and i, I kind of decided you know i don't want to do this anymore and and kind of had the same conversation with my parents and they were kind of like well why and my answer was like well if i wasn't in this i'd have more time to focus on you know choir and a couple other areas that i'm really interested in and, and a few things that i wanted to do and and then i'd have more time to hang out with some friends too before graduating and whatnot and it was kind of funny but after that conversation my parents were just kind of like okay well if you think it's right then then go ahead and do it um so part of that could have been because I was older, and my parents were like, you know, you can decide whatever you want. You you drive yourself now, so I don't care. But um, but I really do think uh, it had much more to do with um, you know them knowing that I actually had thought it through a bit more, and I had actual reasoning behind why I wanted to quit. Besides, I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, that's not to say that um, you just not wanted to do anything anymore is plenty fine of an excuse. Um, who am I to judge that? Or who is it? Who's, you know, whose job is it for anyone to judge anyone for not wanting to do anything more. Um, but I think those conversations and those, um, reasoning techniques and, and just the ability for people to think through that kind of stuff. Um, Doesn't happen unless they get to talk through it with somebody or, you know, just being able to process all of those thoughts and those feelings. And so I think uh, what this president was kind of trying to get to was that conversation that you're able to have with your student athlete after uh, a game when they get in the car allows them to kind of build up the trust to be able to talk to you, um, talk, you know, talk to the parent of being able to know that, like. If you if you do step one where they know you're proud of them for doing what they do, um, that should open the door for them being able to feel comfortable to tell you how they actually feel about whatever's going on. That being said, you know that can create the the dilemma of uh, you know a kid feeling like, well, I don't want to disappoint my dad or my mom. I remember when I was leaving, uh, I, I wanted to stop flag football in like fifth grade or something, and I remember how much I. Just hated telling my dad I wanted to stop because I I knew he was proud. He'd come to all the games and whatnot. And then, you know, that's when you got the classic, like, hey, I'll be proud of you no matter what you do. Just, you know, I want you to be happy, that kind of thing. But (laughs) I feel like I've turned this into like giving parenting advice. And that's definitely not what I'm trying to do. So let me see what if I can get back on on uh on a straight line here. What I'm trying to say is that if we are going to strive for this uh society for this world where we are able to look at one another respect one another and love each other as brothers and sisters um in the name of christ that has to start um, at a base point of acceptance understanding and just conversation and Ultimately, um, no matter what your medium is, if, if you're, if we're talking about sports, if we're talking about politics, if we're talking about social issues, if we're talking about schoolwork, if we're talking about work in general, we're talking about sports. When I go and talk to these different teams, what that all circles around is this idea of respect and understanding, uh, and a lack of condoning or knocking someone down because we think, um, we know better. Or think that we understand better than whoever's talking to us. Um, and into that feeds this idea that you have to listen more than you're just hearing, right? And, and not listen to respond, but listen to listen. And I think what it really comes down to is just being there for one another, And I think that's what I'm going to kind of leave this episode, uh, based off of, uh, the main topic here is, is just being there for one another, um, being able to listen to one another and being able to create an environment with each other where you don't have to fear someone chewing you out, yelling at you, being disappointed in you, but instead, um, knowing that you can talk to somebody and that they're going to try to see it from your perspective and help you grow um, and get to the kind of person that you want to be. Um, Because I can't even tell you how big of a deal it was when I did make this decision um, to not continue on. Uh, The conversations that I had with fellow seminarians there at at the school, the conversation I had with my parents, with really close friends that I have here, completely uh, baffled me in, uh, love and joy, knowing that I had those types of amazing people in my life that ultimately wanted to see me succeed ultimately in whatever I'm going to do <laughs> in my life. And and nobody knows what that is, but the, uh, but the big thing there is that, um, you know, the, the number of times I heard, well, if it makes you happy or, um, you know, I'm here for you if you need to talk more about it. Those kind of things left me with this sense of I'm still taking ownership for this decision to step away. Um, but I know I have the support and the the love surrounding me, no matter which way I, I take it, that I'm going to be able to continue to grow and learn from this no matter what. So being there for one another is, is awesome. So I, I'm going to make a, a challenge for me and sure, all of you, um, to just be there for one another um, th- this year and, you know, forever. <laughs> uh, be there for one another in, in spirit, be there for one another in in, in prayer and in, in just in words and conversation and, and be available. I think making yourself available, making time for one another is huge. And that alone allows you to um, be there for one another by just allowing yourself to be available, whether it be for a quick talk, whether it be just for a coffee over nothing, uh, just a coffee to just see how each other's doing. That's huge. Um, so that's what I got for you. A whole lot of conversation, a whole lot of blabbing. It wouldn't be the connections podcast without any of that. So y'all are great. Thank you, if you've listened this far. Um, I'm super pumped for uh, the upcoming season of the Connections podcast and and some of the people we're going to be able to t- chat with. A couple people we've had on the show before. I'm, I'm hoping we'll make a return and a couple of new ones um, also along the way. Uh, and, you know, you saw that you heard that new intro music. I'm about it. Uh, and psych is going to be the new outro music as well I hope all of you have an awesome start to your week Uh, I hope that you will take time to love yourself um, invest in others and know that you are indeed 100% guaranteed loved take care y'all